0: Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Pat alva Craker and we'll be talking about her new book, Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation. In the tradition of the great parable books, the go-giver, the alchemist who moved my cheese, and Jonathan Livingston Seagull. ...arrives Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation from Pat elva Craker, It's a potent antidote to a life too full for most of us. Each chapter is highlighted with Pat's personal musings on these awakenings... ...and meaning that they bring to the reader to help someone along their journey to elation. Filled with charming illustrations and powerful messages and practices... ...this jewel of a book will make you smile relax with a cup of coffee, and slow down. Pat is a business feminine catalyst speaker and coach. She travels the world live and virtually, helping women business owners and entrepreneurs to overcome obstacles, stay heart-centered, scale their business with ease and grace, and affirm their right to financial freedom while creating a life they love. For more information, you can visit Pat's website, which is www.majesticcoachinggroup.com. Okay, with that, I'd like to welcome Pat to the show. Good day, Pat.
1: Hey, Robert. Good day to you. It's a beautiful day to uh, have an a, a amazing conversation and, and impact your audience.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate right before the show you said, let's have some fun, and I am all for that. Um <laughs> uh, so, well, um, okay, let, let's first start. As I kind of gave a little bit in the introduction a little bit about kind of what the work, you know, you do right now. But would you mind sharing with the listeners just a little bit about your journey and kind of what got you up to the point um, of creating, a uh, writing uh, Catherine's Quest?
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Catherine's Quest is um, a book that is about adversities and how to come out of those challenges and adversities a stronger, wiser woman. And what led to writing that book was the adversities that I uh, encountered in my personal life that um, really provided a lot of lessons and practices that really worked for me and uh, felt that it was an opportunity to really share these with other women. So, uh, I am a breast cancer survivor of 26 years, or breast cancer thriver, as I like to call it, of 26 <laughs> okay. years, and that was uh, yeah, I know it was, and and that was a ma- uh, a funny. major wake up call for me, Robert, and um, and I I believe that everything in our life happens for a reason, and it is up to us to really take in the lesson and come out of the situation wiser and whatever lesson that we learned to apply going forward. And when I discovered that I had breast cancer, I really sat on the ride home. I just sat with myself, went in with myself, and I said, how am I gonna handle this situation? And in that time, I just really uh, made a decision that um, I was gonna heal myself. I did go through the traditional chemo and radiation and I started learning alternative medicine. So I began to heal myself through energy medicine, through changing in my diet, herbs, oils, and in that journey also really started connecting with myself and really asking myself what in my life has what in my life has to change in order to come out on this other end a healthier and wiser person. And in my study, um, I love studying Louise Hay, and she has her book that relates to a lot of the, of the emotional aspects of, any, of many diseases that we have. And what I learned is that breast cancer is associated with overgiving. And translated in my words, in my lesson, it was about lack of self-care. So I definitely was an overgiver, uh, giving to family, friends, uh, community, etc., and really found that I that I was actually putting myself last on the list. And it was a wake-up call to really examine how I was living my life and to make changes. And so I did that. I made changes in the in my career and moved from a job that was 80% travel to something that really gave me my life back. <clears throat> and uh, in the press, in the process, I brought in some practices such as meditation, uh, living through intention, being very mindful, and and connecting to nature. And really started practicing a lot of lessons that I had learned from studying spiritual teachers and just really being open to hearing what the message of my healing journey was all about. And what I found is those practices really started transforming my life in a a positive way. And I started documenting what I was doing. I'm very much of a writer and I love to journal and I thought this. You know, this is an opportunity to share what I'm learning at a higher level or a bigger level, I should say, uh, with other women. so as I went through some of these practices, I then started bringing these practices into my business and started sharing them with women entrepreneurs, women professionals, and uh, found that they were, you know, they were seeing the results I was. So... It was really uh, an opportunity to start sharing more and more and start helping women become stronger leaders and really do, um, really step up to leading themselves in a way that would allow them to handle any kind of circumstance. And through their self leadership, you know, they could lead their teams better, they could make a bigger impact in the world, and create more wealth in their life. And that's what I, what I have seen are some outcomes of the practices that I put together. So I was um, very disciplined about bringing these practices into my my life. And at the time, uh, I was working for corporate and I I had a a successful career at corporate for 35 years in uh, two male-dominated industries, IT and um, engineering. And uh, yeah, it was very interesting. And and way back then, I was one of the few women in the room having conversations, closing deals, you know, supporting companies, and it it was really I learned a lot. And one of the things that I learned is that how easy um, I assimilated into a culture that down the road ended up showing me that that wasn't really who I am, that I ended up really getting lost in the process of trying Mm -hmm. to fit in, you know, wearing the, the the suit and the pumps and stockings and the hair and all that and just really trying to fit in um, into this environment. And uh, what I learned in the process that I ended up incorporating into my life and into this book is that there are certain values that corporations really want you to step into and embrace. And when you work with a basically technology and engineering companies, they really value data. They value the case. What do the numbers tell you? What does the data tell you? And then you make a lot of your decisions from that point of view. And as a, a young girl, I was very intuitive. So when I stepped into an environment that really didn't honor intuition, it was really interesting the change that I saw in myself in that I kind of started I started burying that sense of strong sense of intuition and relied more on what was valued in the company, which is all the analytical side of our brain and really sharpening that saw versus really making an effort to integrate both the left brain and my intuition to be successful in my career,
0: yeah, wow. I I re, I remember the the times I was around IT you know when they were you know it was very male dominated you know you know mm-hmm. as far as being in the room um so I, I completely understand that um so now Catherine's quest um it's a novel correct
1: Yes, it is a like you say, it is a parable that and, and it's about Catherine who actually has her own set of divers uh adversities, you know, losing her home and her job and her marriage and how, you know, as as women we you know, we'll have significant emotional events in our lives where when they happen we feel hopeless. You know, we don't have necessarily uh not always we don't always have a plan and um we, we start searching for answers and uh, Catherine, you know, runs into the situation where she is in the situation where she's hopeless and in the process of moving herself out, she finds this trunk and she pulls out this journal that belonged to her, her uncle and her uncle was on a journey himself to beyond happiness, which is what I call elation. And he visits seven different islands, and each island amplifying different types of values. And those people that lived in the island amplified and lived those values. And he started learning about himself, how to lead himself, and how to create his own path to happiness. And so Catherine goes on this journey with him and comes out on the other end being a very happy person and taking responsibility and leading herself out of her diversities. Um, I mean her situations and adversities, excuse me. So throughout the book I do add uh, tips, techniques. I ask questions that allow you to sit back and think about where are you in your life? What are you doing to better lead yourself? What practices are you doing to take care of yourself? Because at the end, all these practices and questions that the women go through throughout the book, they will transform and become better leaders and lead themselves in a more powerful way. And those questions and those practices are those that I have learned throughout my adversities and that have really um, created amazing results for me and my clients. It's a short read. It's 89 pages. Oh,
0: good. and And it, yep.
1: it's, uh, yeah, there's a package that comes with it. It comes with a journal so that you can, act, take you know, take the time and write out the questions that I ask. And also uh, with a deck of cards. It has affirmation cards that women can use to affirm and further move them forward on their journey.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, so can tell me about... The, the moment, okay, knowing the storyline, tell me about the mm-hmm. moment that it that you got that inspiration to have have that format. You know, what, what was Catherine doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell, tell me about that. How how um, yeah. how did it come to you, and, and and how did how did it unfold for you?
1: That's uh interesting, interesting question, Robert, because uh, it, what, it was on my bucket list to actually write the book. I wanted a book. Okay. And initially, the book was 31 practices, 31 soulful practices for women entrepreneurs. So throughout my journey in corporate through the challenges that uh, I went through in my life, I had... 31 practices that I depended on and that I shared with women. And I said, you know what, I, it's time for me to take what I have learned uh, through all my challenges, my experience in corporate and entrepreneur, and start sharing those with more women. And for me, it was time to, to write the book. So in that process, Uh, I wrote the 31 practices and stories associated with each practice and uh, the results that you got from uh, applying them. And when I went to the publisher, he read the book and he said, you have three books in this one book. I'm like, okay. So he says, what I want you to do is I want you to take your favorite practices and I want you to write a story around them. I'm like, okay, so it, it took a, you know, it took a turn. We took a, we took a right turn on the right, book that right. I originally uh-huh. was writing. And um, what I learned about even writing the book, Robert, is that writing a book is really a journey of self-discovery. I learned so much about myself in the process of writing this book. And what I learned about writing a book is that the book has its own energy, And it also has its perfect timing. And as I was writing my book, I was, my nature is to want to do things in a hurry. Uh, That's part of my blueprint. And so I was in a hurry to get the book done. And to be honest with you, Robert, this book is six years in the making.
0: Okay.
1: And Uh, I was anxious to get it out, I was ready to get it out. And what I found is that in that, frenzy energy the book was not really unfolding and what i was doing is i was pushing the string you know i was trying to right. make things happen and in life a, a lot of us try to, a lot of us do that we try to make things happen instead of allowing the book to actually unfold itself with ease and grace and have the perfect timing of which the Um, the timing of the book in which it wanted to be born, if you will. And once I let my idea go of when it should be uh, born and how it should be created, I really relaxed into the writing and really enjoyed the process a lot more than how I initially started the project. Because there were times where I just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm just going to put it on the shelf and, you know... when it's time it'll come back out and but I never gave up, and it was really an amazing journey uh, of uh, self discovery for sure oh
0: yeah, you know certainly now when and the reason that I asked that question is because when when I wrote a book um, number of years back, uh, and it, my first one it was uh, called Joy Potential, and, and the idea yes, kind of just mm-hmm. popped into my head. And, and I was told years, like dozen years before that I was going to write a book, you know, and it was going to be and, – and like you, like your 31 practices, I I did one, but it was – it ended up being like a training manual because <laughs> I was a I mm-hmm. was a corporate trader in the corporate world. So um, and it just wasn't it. You know, it just it was it yeah. was the, the wrong time, like you said, um, and also it was the wrong um, en- energy, the wrong structure. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, so it was kind of like the transformation of you know from your thirty one, you know, into into Kath, uh, Catherine's. Um, wow, yeah, it's you know and i love hearing stories like that because you know for people out there who want to be writers you know or who you'll feel that they have that book you know within them um you know it's um it's encouraging to um you know let them know that you know just like you said relax what you relax into it it'll it'll unfold but um mm-hmm. but in, in some books some books there's Content still being written, you know, in the day to day that you you know. So um, now mm-hmm. with, we talked about you talked about the seven islands and then that they kind of had values attached. I, I'm interested in that. Um, tell us okay. um, a little bit uh, about yeah. the values. In uh, yeah, tell us. About the, I mean, are there, are there yeah? Just tell us about that.
1: Right. So there's uh, seven islands, and uh, the first island is called Aia. And um, it is an island that the value that we teach there is to just be fully present. And the value in when you're doing one specific thing to put your heart and soul into that one thing so that the the gifts that you have to bring to the table actually automatically service for you. And what I found is that when you're When you live in the present, you're really at your point of power. That's when you are really able to access uh, your higher self, uh, source, God, the greater something, whatever that is for you, and really be intentional about what you do. And in the process of being fully present, I also, uh, in that book, talk about the value of being open and empty. So that means that when you go into a situation, you don't have any pre, necessarily any assumptions or predetermined um, expectations of others. You just, you're just going to go into it and, and you're just going to leave yourself open and knowing that whatever happens is in your highest good. And that life really flows through you versus happening to you. So it moves you from a feeling of a victim to one to you're just open to receiving, and so that's alia. So allow yourself to be open and empty, be fully present, and really take in nature and use all of your senses when you live your day. Because I know you and I are are very nature driven. You have that amazing book that you produced, and in this in my book I say you know go outside and walk and look up into the sky smell the air, you know, take it all in. And that's what it means to be fully present. The second lining is called conception. And this particular chapter is about honoring and embracing your specific journey. And knowing that we are all on a different, unique journey. And in our journey, we're going to learn specific lessons and to be open to receiving those lessons and taking the nugget of that particular situation and embracing what comes your way. And to ask yourself questions like, how does it get better than this? I'm on my journey and this is what happens. How does it get better than this? And allowing yourself to follow the path of least resistance. And just being open to what comes your way and allowing yourself to be guided. You know, um, the spirit, your higher self, is always whispering directions on how to get your, the fastest way from point A to point B. We're yeah, I, awesome. I
0: have to tell you a story. Um, it's. it's Years ago, you know, before I really started to get into the, you know, meditation and and trying yes. kind to of uh-huh. trying to connect, um, I had um, this was like in the 90s, maybe yeah, the 90s, and uh, I had um, a a woman um, who was like doing a reading for me. She you know, did aura readings, and it was just mm-hmm. it was real wild what she came up with. But one of the things she said is that your guides are talking to you, but you're not listening, <laughs> and I just and i laughed because um and then she said um and, and then and when it's, when that happens just tell them to release the band and and just before she had done that um during this uh, it was an expo during the expo i had um, just randomly kind of used my hand to brush off like a a headband. Like I was wearing a headband just to push it up. And afterwards I thought, Now that was the most the dumbest thing to have ever happened because I never wear headbands and so it was like, you know, what was that about? So anyway when she went through and said, you know, their talking, but you're not listening, you know, and to release the band, it was like, you know, then it made, I made the association that there were, you know, that was a case where I wasn't listening, so, um, anyway, that, use that story, because it's it's really important to, you know, when you talked about, um, you know, being um, open and empty, you know, the idea is, is it, you have to be like that in order to be able to listen.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the messages come in different ways, you know. Uh, some people are, are very auto, um, they're, um, audio, and so they're, they're, the messages come in through, you know, they're really sharp, and they come in through just hearing the message or a tone or a sign. And, some, you know, sometimes you'll get the message in something that you see uh, in nature, a sign. Um, it could be a song that you hear. It could be something that somebody says. So uh, the spirit is is talking to us in a variety of ways. And when you're still it's when you can see and hear and feel what that message is. And I really, really encourage um, women to take that time to be still because the answers are within you. All you have to do is be quiet and ask, and they will come to you. Yes, yeah, really, really, uh,
0: an important part. Yeah, and when you're yeah, and when you were talking about the, you know how unique it is, you know, you know, as far as visual, you know, because so for so often I think people when they're talking to, when you talk about like listening to a message, people will automatically go to the auditory, you know, that to hear. You know that message, and and like you say, not everybody is auditory. Some are visual, and some are tactile. You yeah. know, I mean, if it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like spirit is saying, well, let's test and see what you know, Robert will do. Let's see, well, how does Pat respond to to sound? Know, <laughs> you know,
1: maybe,
0: let's let's make her hair stand up on end. You know, maybe that that'll get a rise
1: Maybe so. that'll work. So like, well,
0: <laughs> really?
1: So, yes, but I uh, love like it. you, say, so, you
0: kind yeah. of have to be quiet.
1: Yes, you have to be still. So, and I, I definitely recommend your meditation is being still. You know, even if it's for five minutes, just finding that one place in your office or in your home that you can just sit comfortably. You know, just focus on your breath and just you know be still and take it in. And at the same time, I would recommend go out and take a walk in nature by yourself, no music, and be open. That's perfect. Well sometimes we are the actually, messages. I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, you just went finished and that. That in sometimes that, the messages.
1: You know, a lot of women, you know, when I recommend that I said find which way which find the perfect rhythm for you that allows you to be open to receive. And it could be, you know, being still or it could be just taking a walk with nature by yourself and just being open. So Absolutely.
0: Allow yourself yes, to receive exactly. in a variety of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to take this a uh, quick break um, again, and I do want to invite people, if you want to call in and ask Pat any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And if you're listening live in the chat room and have any questions, feel free to type them in there. Um, and we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our home page. Our website, radio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Pat Elva-Kraker, and we are talking about her new book, Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation. And again, you can find out more about Pat and all that she has to offer by visiting her website, which is www.majesticcoachinggroup.com. That's majesticcoachinggroup.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Pat. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Hello. Well, uh, those first two islands, um, you know, are very interesting. Those are, you know, definitely, um, you know, important perspectives for people to follow. Now, out of the remaining five, um, let's talk about one other island. and And what one would you want to talk about?
1: It would be the island of elation. And, you know, a lot of people, Robert, ask me, well, so what does elation mean? Which is really interesting because it's not a word that we use very often, but it's a feeling that we have experienced. So elation, to me, means beyond happiness. It's like that moment that you have your first baby, your first grandchild, or, you know, when you're getting married to the love of your life and that, that one super wonderful feeling that you never forget, that is beyond happiness. That, to me, is elation. And we can experience elation every day. And it comes down to choosing it. Because everything in life is a choice. And in this island... What we what is amplified is that that we are always at choice, and even happiness, even elation, is a choice.
0: So, and and I like you know when you asked about you said you know most people would wonder my my literally my number four question was the word elation is an interesting choice. It's not a word we hear often. What does it mean to you? Um, so, uh, is, do, would you say then that um, elation is um, is it a transitory? I mean, is is it one of these things that it just happens on? A, it's like happiness kind of bumped up for a short period of time and then. Um, then I kind of go back to happiness. I mean, is it, you know the idea of um, distinguishing between happiness and elation? Mm-hmm. To me, it's um, it's a hard for me. It, it's a hard one to
1: mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: identify. You know, it's it, and it's and it's because we don't think about it that often. So. You know, one of my affirmations is I am elated. So I used to say I am happy, but I want to be beyond happy. So my affirmation is I am elated. I am elated with life. And it's this full expression, all senses feeling of beyond happiness. And I think we can have that. I believe we can have that every day. We just have to decide if that's the kind of life we want to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're you're right as far as, you know, that it's not one that we um like I mentioned in my question, it's not one we we hear about or, or talk about and it it's low on the radar, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. um a discussion of it, you know, now, and and I guess just by even trying to put it into words when in actuality it's really a feeling, you know, that that you really want to capture. Um, So with this particular, with Catherine's quest, and it says, you know, one woman's journey to relations, so throughout this Reading of the diary and the visiting of the islands. Did Catherine? What was? What was the end result? What was the the elated result? Mm-hmm. Like like you for example, know, we, she, she goes into this. She goes into this. Um, you know, beaten down. So, what what was the transformation?
1: the transformation for her was that she became very clear on what made her happy. She got clarity on what she wanted to do with the rest of her life, what she wanted to feel uh, throughout the rest of her life. And it just, as she went through each of those values, she became clear on what she wanted and what she didn't want. She also learned that we should be purposeful and mindful in the way we live our lives. So she started living through intention and being purposeful about her life. And I, this is a particular practice that, we actually, that I actually teach in the book. So it's just knowing exactly what you want. And she ended up being extremely happy. She knew exactly what she wanted. She learned a lot about herself in the process about what she valued and how important it was to do self-care on a regular basis on a daily basis. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And and the other thing that she came out learning is that life isn't uh, about all about having the money, the title, the things that it's more about living a satisfied life that has nothing to do with money. Having been extremely wealthy at one time and having lo- lost everything, she came to understand what it is to live a satisfied life.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, the I think one of the, you know, really important um, Parts of the the book is that um, throughout it, it's throughout the journey um, from when you look at the beginning to the end, you know of you know like external circumstances. Let's say, you know, let's say we you know we're going reading, looking at our life as like like it's falling apart we end up finished reading the book and going through the seven different islands, um, visiting them, um, but also, but then feel hopeful or empowered Mm -hmm. or, you know, that the the key is was that it's uh, just not just, but it's a shift in perception is really what's at the heart of it.
1: That is true. It is a shift in perspective. And if And it is um, take uh, learning and bringing in some very powerful tools that you can use on a daily basis to create an amazing life.
0: Yeah. Well, now... You, you we talked a little bit about how, you know, a book has its own energy and its own gestation period and birthing <laughs> process and, and now you know, this particular one, you know, in the time of COVID. Um it's just I just find it fascinating. So what what is your perspective of um of the times that we're in and and how it relates to Catherine's quest and um for women listening right now um who feel maybe like Catherine did at the beginning of the quest, um what's what's this what our current circumstances, the opportunities that that are presented mm-hmm. with what we're dealing with.
1: Yeah, you know, the way that I look at uh, at everything that we're living through here in regards to the coronavirus, if there's one message that we consist have consistently heard is that go inside. Go inside. And many of us have taken that message in as to go inside and you know you really don't go out in the in the public a lot, you know you wear your mask and you're very cautious. And I think in the process of going inside people have gone inside within their own person. Mm -hmm. So for me, going inside turned into going inside within me and taking a look at what in my life is working, what's not working, and just really connecting with myself. And I think a lot of people are doing that. I know that a lot of women, having had this opportunity to now have to work from home, homeschool, being with their family all time, at all times, I think they learned a, a lot about their families, and I think they also learned a lot about themselves. And the one thing that uh, statistics are showing uh, that is true is that women realize how much they really want their own personal freedom. And many women have left corporate to start their own businesses. Because of the level of financial and time freedom that they really desire in their life. So they got a sense of clarity, and that clarity was you know what? I don't want to work on eight to five and working for someone else and really not being connected to my kids. I want the freedom to spend time with my kids and my family and live a different lifestyle. And that that comes from going within and just thinking about what you value and what matters most.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I think just on on a global, it's just, you know, the, the idea that it happened on a global scale, you know, I mean, I don't think, you know, um, certainly not in our lifetimes, you know, that we've had such a, a, a universe a global, I don't say universal, but a global kind of adjustment in um Consciousness, perception, uh, re-evaluation—all of, all of those kinds of things going on at the same time.
1: It is true. Uh, it is true. And I think the other thing that's happening here is that um, we value nature more, mm. and we're you know we've become fully present, and we value nature, we value the environment we've had an opportunity to really experience what it's like to not have so many cars out on the road.
0: Yeah.
1: And how clear the skies look. The smells change. The number of wildlife has changed. All because we stopped driving. I
0: know. You know, and yes, and and uh, fish in the in the canals of Venice. I mean, there was just so many. Um, I felt that it was, if ever there were to be a sign of our impact on the globe, on Earth, that that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to have something as dramatic uh, a connection drawn um, as we did during this period.
1: Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. It's been profound. And like I talked about in the book, it's about being fully present and really listening. And if we're really listening and looking at the impact and feeling the impact of coronavirus, we will live our lives differently going forward because the messages are all there.
0: We just hope people listen <laughs> yeah, that, uh, in whichever manner that they are accustomed to, or that mm-hmm. they're most disposed to just listen um, yeah and support it and I think you know I mean um I'm encouraged you know that um you know not only has it changed us, but I mean just the, the children can you imagine? you know, them coming back to this particular period, you know, 20 years from now, kind of going back to their childhood Mm -hmm. when, you know, this happened, um, it's going to be, it's going to be dramatic. I I mean, it's just, it's just one of those, I think, shifts in consciousness that, you know, it's like, once you make that shift, you know, you can't kind of go back. And I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it was, um, yeah. yeah. So um, one of the things you know that you do your business It's majestic coaching group, um, and you help coach female entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I noticed um, I, on your blog, the, the last blog you did, you 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 were kind of talking about um, um, how to, you know, use twenty twenty one business trend. How to optimize the twenty twenty one business trend. So, you know, if you you're speaking to a group of female entrepreneurs right now. What would you tell them that 2021 has available?
1: Yes. Um, so yes, there are diff- there are trends, health trends and business trends uh, for 2021, and for entrepreneurs, you know, the thing that's become very evident is that there's a higher percentage of women and higher percentage of teams working from home now than ever before and with that comes the focus on how you communicate and how you keep your team connected and in the past you would you know go to the water cooler or go to the cafeteria and, and get a coffee and you would interact with all these people and Many people got their needs met by going into the office.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, with this change of so many people working from home, there is a gap in some of those needs being met, and so many people are lonely um, and they need a sense of connection. and so as an entrepreneur as a as a uh, team leader, it's important to find a way to bring that same sense of connection, whether it's electronically, it's Zoom, and especially through the phone. Because the phone is now a very, you know, mobile is now the standard. Everybody's communicating on the phone, and even more so because we are no longer in the office. So how do you establish practices and policies on how to communicate via the phone? So that there's a level of, of communication that occurs between teams. Maybe it's setting up certain apps that relate to a certain project, and therefore everybody can go into a certain a certain tool, and all the conversations about a top about a topic or a project are all in this one particular app. And there are so many of them out there. There's WhatsApp. There's Telegram. There's you know a number of apps. Where you can create that level of uh, continuity and connectedness. And we really need to take a look at that. The ahead second ahead. is, yeah. yeah, staying on mobile uh, is that, you know, is your website mobile-friendly? And if it's not, it's time to get your, your, your website mobile-friendly because more and more of us are relying on the book on our phones to connect when we're out when we're running around or we're working in a doctor's office or you know, we're just sitting out in, in the patio cake you know, taking enjoying a cup of coffee, we have our phone and we start looking for things. So the phone, your app and your website has to be really mobile friendly and so does the way that people apply for jobs in your company. More and more people are applying for jobs from their phone, and so as a company, your hiring process, your application process, should lend itself to it uh, lend itself to a mobile mobile device. If you don't make that switch, you're going to lose a lot of people. That would be the perfect employee because you've now made it difficult for them to apply for your for a job on in your company.
0: Yeah. So, you're mo- want people who are a- com- competent, <laughs> competent in that. Area. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You want them to be, and people—that's the way they, they you know—that's that's their main device for doing everything. So that becomes really important to be able to look at mobile. Um, I would say that um, automation is to really look at all your processes and ask yourself, which of my processes can be automated? Where can I take? the human aspect out of the process and have it automated and just be very specific on where your team actually is part of the process. So streamlining the way you do business, automating as much of the process as possible is another trend. And obviously there's, you don't want to boil the ocean. So you look at the processes that affect Uh, the majority of your business, so it's the 80-20 rule. So 20% of your processes have a significant effect on your business. 80% of them affect the way orders are placed, the way you help customers, uh, the way you hire, and so you take a look at which are the most important processes that I need to take a look at and optimize. That's another trend that's really, really important. The other one is that we, because like you and I, Robert, were talking about how clean the air looks and and the things that are happening in Venice and, you know, the smell of the air and all the birds that are coming back, people want to know that you're environmentally friendly. Oh, yeah. Are you recycling? What are you doing to reduce the uh, carbon emissions? Are you using one-use plastic? And... Take a look at your packaging. Take a look at how your uh, you know your processes for getting rid of trash, and are you are you going green? Are you you know are you um, using packages that packaging that lends itself to multiple uses? So if you are in that business, if you are already environmentally conscious, then it's very important that you talk about that on your website. Uh, in Facebook, and all your social media. If you are not currently doing that, then it's important that you develop a strategy in your company to do that, to become environmentally friendly, and then make a statement that says, this is what we're doing. This is the things that we're planning to change in our business. Yep.
0: Yeah, I agree. The other trend... Definitely.
1: Go ahead. Hmm? Mm-hmm.
0: No, go ahead.
1: The other, friend, the other trend is that, uh, our clients and our customers want to know the real you. They want to know the real us. They want us to be really authentic in the way we market, the way we come across in Facebook, Instagram, you name it. In the past, we would outsource a lot of marketing and the marketing teams would create all the content. And there's a trend to be now to be more authentic and have you be the speaker and you be the one that talks and show us what's happening in your back office and how you manufacture goods and how customer service is important. And just really be authentic and let us see behind the curtain. Customers want to see that.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> I I did uh <laughs> I, I have you know do nature photos and I you know was the other day mm-hmm. I was playing with my camera and doing a a speed. Video and and I was kind of did it with me matting the pictures, you know. And I just thought that was dumb, <laughs> you know. But I thought, well, you know, I, mean, I don't know, was it or wasn't it? But then, as you would, you just said, it's kind of showing behind the scenes. I thought, no, that makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Do another one. So.
1: Mm-hmm. And th- those are uh, specific ones for business. Uh, definitely, they're the health related ones. You know, because of uh, so many, you know, there are so many families now that are working at home and the whole family is at home and you're homeschooling, that, uh, you know, families are looking for easier ways to take care of their families when it comes to mealtime. And there's a lot of meal kit uh, services that have now really blossomed to help uh, parents, you know, provide healthy nutritional meals for their families with very little effort. So there's been an increase in that, and that really simplifies and helps women take care of their families. And a lot of these meal kit services are actually putting together meal kits specifically for children.
0: Oh, good. I did not know
1: that. Mm-hmm. So they're filling in that gap so that if you want your kids to have something healthy, uh, some healthy snacks throughout the day, the uh, meal kit services can actually you know, ship you really healthy snacks and you don't have to worry about it. So it's how do you simplify your life? And this is one way that it's happening is through these milk kit services.
0: Well, well I guess those are the, a lot of things for people to consider. You know, there's a, such a wide variety of trends there that you just mm-hmm. um, gave us that that I'm sure at least one or two will touch everyone's life and one way or, or another. Um, now, one of the things that in the, kind of like the last comment I wanted to make is that I, I thought it was interesting um, with Catherine's quest was that, you know, she found um, this diary in the attic while cleaning out the attic. And it, to me, it was seemed like such a metaphor for kind of cleaning out our attic. <laughs> you know, that, that all yes. of those that are uh, unused and, and just stored there for who knows why.
1: And It's true, you know, decluttering is very, um, decluttering creates space for other joys to come into your life. And uh, I actually have a, a webinar and I teach on decluttering. So when you don't have time to spend with your family and friends, your time is decluttered. When, you go into the, when you're spending a lot of your time looking for your shoes, your wallet, your keys, your space, is cluttered and needs to be decluttered. When you live a day where most of the time you're angry and resentful, your heart needs to be decluttered. Wow! And so I go through these. Th- go. I have a decluttering <laughs> decluttering session, and I provide processes and practices to declutter all these three areas.
0: Wow! Well. Well, there you go. I think everyone (laughs) can start the new year and declutter and and Mm -hmm. become elated.
1: (laughs) And become elated and make (laughs) space for wonderful (laughs) things to come in.
0: Uh, And slow down, right? Slow down. And slow down.
1: We're most productive when we slow down.
0: Yes, I, I I would agree with that. For me, it's the same way. Um, for me too. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Pat, this has really been a joy speaking with you. I really wanted to thank you for your time. You. And, and and it is wonderful to have a, a parable for people to read and and just be inspired. So thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Robert. You know, for the audience. Uh, when you go to my website, MajesticCoachingGroup.com, you can actually download the first chapter of Catherine's Quest. Oh. You'll fall in love with it. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll come back and buy the book and the whole package there from MajesticCoachingGroup.com. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you, too, Robert. I appreciate you and everything you do to help us all.
0: Thank you, thank, thank you. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Pat Alva-Kraker, and we have been talking about her new book, Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation. And again, as Pat said, you can find out more about that and also the coaching and her blog and store. Everything is at her website, which is www.majesticcoachinggroup.com. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again... Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at fightradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.